Getting married is an event that holds a different meaning for everyone. For some, it's based on religious traditions, and for others, it's a validation of an earlier choice they made to live with that special someone they love. Hi, I'm Lauren, and welcome to Choosing Your Reflection, a series of discussions that reflect upon the reasons we have for choosing our wedding day outfits. Our guests are diverse, but they all share a common journey. As they share their stories, they'll help us unravel the mystique that exists around choosing that special outfit and what they learned about themselves along the way. We are so happy to have April Stevens with us today. In her blog, Stories of Our Boys, April shares parenting stories crafted to help make you laugh and encourage others in their walk with God. She has a degree in psychology from the University of Alabama and recently published Tour Israel in Pictures and Stories, a book filled with over 275 photos chronicling her visit to Israel. Welcome, April. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. To start us off, I know that you write your blog and you have a blog post specifically about your fascination with wedding dresses. And I would love to know a little bit about that. Well, they're beautiful and they make you feel beautiful when you wear them. (laughs) And I love them. And even to this day, if I'm driving by a bridal shop, I want to go in there and try on all the dresses. (laughs) Could you tell me a little bit about the process of finding your own? Finding my own? Yes. I went several different times and I had a very short window to pick a dress because we got engaged in March. And then I met with my guidance counselor and found out that I could actually graduate in December. Yeah, I guess originally we were going to do it in May of the next year. Anyway, I found out I could graduate early and we just, we moved it to December. And then he was like, wait, I have this training and this training. And when you're in the army, you plan it around. So long story short, we had like a five month engagement. So by the time I'm shopping for dresses, it had to be one that I could find in the store and then alter to fit. So anyway, I went a few times with my friends. Well, I went one time with my friends, just my friends. And that was so fun. We tried on so many dresses, but I I really knew I couldn't pick one that day because my mom wasn't there. So I went again with my mom and my maid of honor. That was a really special fun day. Can you tell me a little bit about when you found the one? Like what was running through your brain? What, obviously, it was important for your mom to be there. You couldn't choose without her. Could you tell me about that moment? Well, my mom is great. So we have a good relationship. So that was why I really you know, wanted her to be there. Plus, she was paying for the dress. And um, I, we were being very practical about the whole thing. I had a budget and I had to stay under it. But when we found the one, it was it was just, it was perfect. It was so perfect. It didn't even need that much altering, but it was everything I wanted it to be. It had a chiffon overlay. You know, it was a princess like dress that made me feel just beautiful. And it was flattering to my figure. And it was, it was just so perfect. And plus my mom and Katie were both there. So that was really neat. Can you tell me what feeling like a bride means to you personally? So it's, it's one of the biggest days of your life. You're committing yourself to this other person. And I took that very seriously. I, we seen plenty of people in the family get divorces and it's a painful thing. So I did not want this to happen to me. I was very careful about who I chose and I just 
you know, so I viewed it so seriously. Being a bride, it's just such an important moment. You're committing yourself and everyone's looking at you. All eyes are on you. Like it's your big day. So yes, you know, for me, it was about making this commitment, but also feeling like the best version of myself, a beautiful version of myself. Absolutely. And I, I think this is such a transitional moment in, in everyone's life when they get married and you want to be the best version of yourself for that transition. Yeah. And I know based on your blog that you are in a military family. So could you tell me a little bit about that and how that aspect sort of played maybe into what your husband wore that day? Yes. And I had no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> I mean, 20, 21, which I mean, when I, I knew I, I had known that he was in, this was 2002, like nine 11 had just happened. It was very fresh in everyone's minds. And we had left years of peace, like years, a decade where the military was mostly just training at home. And all of a sudden the troops are going to Afghanistan, you know, that they're, this is a big deal, but I'd still didn't really get like, Never like, I didn't realize, oh, I'm signing up to live by myself for years in places I've never been before. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Alan wore his army officer's uniform, um, which was perfect. And he was a brand new second lieutenant. I mean, there was hardly anything on that uniform. He had just been commissioned. <laughs> he had not left yet. He'd been to some, he had done a little job in the state of Washington and that was it. And then he was headed off to more training. Um, as soon as we got married, we got married, we had our honeymoon and then he was off to more training and I finished college for a semester. It's kind of crazy. Emotionally. How, how was that for you? That sounds like a really difficult thing to do. My cousin, um, yeah. who was also in uh, the army, he, he, uh, left while my, yes. Uh, his wife to be was pregnant. So I know that those things are really difficult. So I wonder after getting married, him leaving emotionally, how was that for you? That was rough. I have, if I had been pregnant, that would have been rougher. <laughs> um, but that does happen to military couples a lot. Um, that was hard. I was, and I was taking 21 hours of classes. I would pretty much finish most of them. So it was really 18 hours. I was taking 18 hours and I was the married RA, you know, it made me not fit in at all in college anymore because I was in a freshman dorm, but I was the resident assistant, which is what I'd always done to pay for my dorm. But yeah, then what's funny is that right after the training, they sent him to Iraq. So it got way harder, (laughs) but that was so like a real kickoff into the army life that I was going to be experiencing for the first 10 years. Once the war on terrorism winded down, it calmed down a lot. When you, when you wear clothing, it, you, you, sometimes it makes you step into a role or helps you step into a role. And I wonder if what you wore for your wedding day in any way emotionally empowered you or helped you make that transition, albeit maybe you didn't know what kind of life you were heading into because no one knows. Yeah. Did that assist you in any way or did it help you empowered moving forward? I know that it was a happy day and that I was really proud of my dress. I really was. It was, it was, had really pretty beading. You know, I was, I loved it, but 
after the wedding, you know how you change into like your leaving clothes that you wear to leave to go to the um, honeymoon. I changed into a little blue business suit. And I think that that was more suited to where I was headed. (laughs) And I'm looking back at it. I was, I saw the pictures today before this podcast. um, And I was like, what a perfect little outfit for the life that I was heading into. (laughs) So I think that, that definitely echoed the era. (laughs) Do you think then if the suit was your sort of transition, even if you didn't know it? Yeah. What do you think your wedding gown told about you story-wise or transition-wise? I think that I was very feminine. I was very girly. I was very feminine. I still am, but it's funny because I have four boys. I don't have any girls. I only had girl names picked out and (laughs) I have four boys, which I love. I wouldn't have it any other way. It's fantastic. You know, it's great, but it's humorous, (laughs) but I was, I was very girly and this was just, you know, I don't think anyone expected to see me in anything else besides this big princess dress. I know that you studied psychology, so I, I want to know, what do you think, obviously everyone has a different opinion about themselves, but what do you think is the psychology behind the choices that you make when you put on, whether it's a wedding outfit, a blue suit, your everyday clothing, do you have um, an idea of the psychology behind why we choose what we choose when we, when we will step out of the house? <sighs> We seem to, some of us seem to have different reasons for choosing what we choose, but I know I, um, well, for one thing, it is a statement of what we're telling other people about ourselves. And sometimes we forget that and we get lazy and and then we're sending the wrong statement, not what we meant to tell everybody, or we're running late and trying to get the kids in the car and (laughs) it's just a mess. But, um, I think for one thing, it's a statement about ourselves to the outside world. For another thing, it's an outlet for creativity and expression. I know so many of my Facebook live videos that I've done for my blog have been Stitch Fix unboxing because I love clothes and I love pretty clothes. And the most horrified I ever was with a box that I got was when they sent me three gray sweaters in one box. And I was like, who would wear this much gray? But I think that it is an expression of our personality and how we feel. Although sometimes, you know, I use bright colors to make myself feel better. <laughs> we had a psychologist, Emily von Sonnenberg, who talked about the concept of enclosed cognition, where I think really goes well with what you just said, which is when you put on a piece of clothing, it can help you feel a certain way or feel empowered. Yes. And I, I think there's also a whole psychology behind color as well. Um, bright colors can change your mood, whether it's green or yellow or red, you know, the, what you want to share with the world, but also how you want to share yourself, how you're feeling with the world. Yes. Clearly, you're someone who enjoys clothes and you're, you're talking <laughs> about that. What kind of help would you give or advice do you give to people who are making those decisions so that they reflect themselves the most? You know, when I went with friends to pick out wedding dresses, which was only a couple of times, only a couple of friends when, because I moved to Texas as soon as I got married. And when the years when my friends were getting married, I was in Texas, I was far away. (laughs) They were all in Alabama and I was in Texas, but I did get to go with a couple. And I was just, it was for me, it was always like, how does this dress make you feel? is this your favorite? 
Do you love it? Do you see yourself wearing this on your wedding day? Because I think that was the most important part, the mental aspect of it. And no one else can know that except for the person wearing the dress. Did you ever have anyone telling you throughout your process or have you ever witnessed someone trying to influence someone picking their wedding outfit in a way that maybe contradicted what they wanted, what the bride wanted? I'm really glad that I didn't go with anyone like that. <laughs> I can, I know that that is very common. I used to watch Say Yes to the Dress pretty frequently, and I've seen that on there for sure. But yeah, you got to tune those noises out because at the end of the day, you're the one wearing the dress. And so it's got to be something you love or you'll just be disappointed. And then that's what you're wearing. It's such a big day, you know? Absolutely. It's, it's hard it's hard to imagine not having the thing that you feel the most confident in for that day. Right. I also want to know a little bit about, you know, you talked about asking the questions of how do you feel? Does this feel right? Does it feel like the thing you want? Do you think that there were any outward emotions that typically like are that aha moment or that say yes to the dress moment where you realize and have you witnessed other people have that or have you personally ever uh, when you had your wedding dress, was it an aha moment or did you really need to think about it first? It was an aha moment. There was one other dress that would have been perfect. It was in Birmingham, but my, like I said, my before my mom wasn't there that day, but that was a beautiful dress also. But um, yeah, it, it was, it was an aha moment because there was nothing like, and as far as emo, like outside factors, I can't really think of any except that the people that I wanted to be there when I picked the dress were there and that helped a lot. When I found my dress, I had gone same as you, you know, yeah. tried on every dress in the store kind of situation. And uh, when I finally did find my dress, it was just me and my mom, no one else. And I had gone probably about seven, eight, nine, ten times. Yeah. Off. I can't even tell you how many. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, it was just me and my mom in a shop. And we had an emotional, like, moment where. It... Yeah, it, it's hard for me to remember because it was 20. Was it 20 years ago? It was close. It was like 19 years ago. <laughs> Did you have any emotional reaction beyond just this is the one? Was it was it overwhelming or was it more of a sense of I found it and now I feel good? I think it was this problem is resolved. <laughs> <laughs> Done. And I love taking check marks on a list, you know, so this was a check mark. <laughs> yes, it's, it's almost relief. Like, yes, ah, yes. Okay. <laughs> one thing that I feel confident and comfortable moving forward with. Yes. <laughs> Do you still have your dress? So in 2000 and I think 16, my parents' house burned. And when their house burned, my mom and I both lost our wedding dresses. Oh, and I didn't like, it didn't click with me at first when they called and told me the house burned. Of course, you know, I'm just thinking my parents are okay. You know, like, is it a total loss? It was a total loss, but they went back later and they tried to clean some things out and she called me and she was on the phone and she said, what do you want me to do with your wedding dress? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, your, your wedding dress. And I went, 
I didn't think about my wedding dress. It was in there. And she was like, I've said, well, I mean, of course it was in there. And then I'm like, I'm trying to be so careful because my mom has lost everything. She's lost everything she owns. She's lost the place she calls home for like almost my entire childhood. This was their home. And so I'm like, okay, perspective, perspective. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Alan, what should I do about my wedding dress? And he's like, chunk it. <laughs> I'm like, so harsh, right? Men do not, like, he did not get it. Um, and I was just like, I'm not going to say that. And so <laughs> it was just like, well, you know, and I had to, I had to in that moment, just think it over. And then I had to be like, what has it, how badly damaged is it? And she was like, well, it's damaged. I don't know if we could get them to work on it or, and I was like, they were already having to sift through all this stuff. And some stuff was just going straight in the most stuff was going in the dumpster and some of it, they were getting ozone clean. She had so much to deal with. So I was like, it's okay. But I didn't say chunk it. I said, we can let it go. You know, like there's a way to say things. <laughs> and after I explained that to him, he was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. That's so devastating. I can't, I even know, know, I know, but I it was just a dress. I still have my marriage. <laughs> so that's what matters. <laughs> that's the optimistic and positive way to look at it. And the photos and you still have a memory of it. It's not completely yes. gone. Right. Um, but it, I almost feel like you should have had like a ceremony yeah like a, a burial right a memorial you know well I did say when I I went back and read what I wrote about this today and I did say my wedding dress died I was like yes it died you can't say that about most things but about a wedding dress you can well you know we we had a we had an episode with uh Michael Cass uh, I think that really ties into what what we're talking about here the reason I'm bringing it up is wedding dresses and clothing in general they have their own story they have their own life because there's the person who designed it in the first place so breathed you know a, an image of it into reality and then you have the seamstress who took their time to to make it and create it and then there's the person who purchases it and gives it their own it has its own sort of life cycle yeah so it's it's it I think your wedding dress 100% deserves to be <laughs> declared, you know, not alive. Yes. And, <laughs> and remembered as such. Remembered right. for the life and the and the joy that it brought for you. Yes. Guys. It had a good life. <laughs> so jumping off a little bit from that, being um, uh, trying to lighten it a little bit is, uh, could you tell me a little bit about your book? Oh, Yes. So in 2017, I got to go on this really big trip to Israel that I was so excited about. I never saw it coming. I never planned to go to Israel. Most people, when they have a trip, they plan it. It's a big deal. I have been stuck in this like mom role for 15 years now at this point, 13 when I went, but I thought this is my, I can't go anywhere. I have these four kids, you know, like they need me. Like, so I was just always I, I was in this frame of mind that I couldn't go anywhere. You know what I mean? Especially after COVID, I think people could probably relate to that frame of mind. I can't go anywhere, mm -hmm. but I was just kind of in that mom frame of mind. So Alan calls me up and says, Hey, what if you went to Israel with me? Cause he was already planning to go for work, but I wasn't planning to go. I was going to stay home with the kids. Like I always do. <laughs> and he was like, why don't you come with me? I'm like, what are you talking about? I can't go with you. I have humongous responsibilities. The kids, this is the first week of summer. They have all these camps. I can't, no. 
And so he, um, he was like, well, you know, actually you kind of could because it's summer and our parents could watch the kids and you could go. I was like, my passport is long expired. You can get a new one. You can go down there. Cause we weren't that far from Atlanta at the time. You can go to downtown Atlanta and get one just like real fast. And you can, if you go to the passport office with a quick trip, the point is I didn't expect to go. And that's why it was so monumental because this trip was not only was I getting to see Israel and the Holy Land and get to see all of these ancient sites, but also it was like this freedom trip. <laughs> I was like, I can go places. I can leave for short periods, you know, and there are other people who can help me. And it was just so exciting. And so I got to stand on the Mount of Olives and take pictures of Jerusalem and see where, you know, Mary and Joseph walked and all of this stuff. It was just amazing. So I wrote a book about that experience and it has tons of pictures of what Israel actually looks like, because I know before I went, I didn't really have an idea of what that looked like. It sounds like a a dream. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. (laughs) It was wonderful. I can't wait to go again one day. If people are interested in reading your blog or finding your book, can you tell me where they can find you? The easiest way is just to go straight to my website, storiesofourboys.com. And that's spelled just like you would expect it to be spelled, (laughs) storiesofourboys.com. And um, the way I I like about it is that it also says stories oh four boys. Like, so when you read it, it looks because you can see four boys in that because I have four boys. <laughs> and I realized when I made that, I was like, wait a minute, if I ever have a fifth kid, I just going to have to scrap it and start over. <laughs> but I never have. <laughs> but yeah, stories are voice.com. And then my book is also sold on Amazon. Amazing. So is there anything else that we haven't talked about that something maybe like a topic or an element of your story that we haven't touched on that you want to share? I would just say that The wedding itself is such a beautiful and honored tradition, but in the long run, it is the marriage that matters. And in the military, so many military wives never have a wedding, or if they do, it's a very rushed affair. So that's what I'm kind of used to being around a lot, but that's okay. They can still have (laughs) wonderful, long lasting marriages. And that's what you know, that's what really matters is the, the marriage itself. Thanks for listening. Check out our website, choosingyourreflection.com, where we unravel the mystery of the perfect wedding outfit. Check back next week when another beautiful soul takes on the journey of choosing their reflection. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.